Welcome to Open Your Eyes, a podcast about empowering each of us with the perspective and tools to grow and change. I know a lot of people who, like me, are avid podcast listeners. And I listen to a lot of podcasts each week while I'm exercising, driving, or just making good use of my time. I want to be inspired, and I want to learn, and I want to improve my thinking. And I hope this Open Your Eyes podcast can do that for you. And that when you're done listening, you walk away with a few insights and a mindset to think and live better. And if that happens today then feel free to copy the link to this podcast and share it with a friend. They'll be grateful you thought of them, and it just may be what they need in their life today. Let's get started. Today, I'd like to talk to you about what you expect and the power that comes your way when you are expecting. Countries like the United States and Canada, whose borders reach the ocean, have significant advantages over countries that are landlocked. The first of which is trade. Selling your resources without having to pass through another country is a huge advantage because you can avoid tariffs and political barriers while getting your goods to the ocean. Mali, the eighth largest country in Africa, is landlocked. And as a result, it's exceptionally poor. And the poverty has led to severe political unrest. In the last 10 years alone, there have been multiple military coups. And as a result, no one in Mali is expecting things will get better. But one mother from Mali, who was expecting, recently did something remarkable. 25-year-old Halima Sissi set a new world record when she gave birth to nine babies at once. According to Mali's Minister of Health, she was expecting seven babies, but when the Moroccan clinic where she was sent performed a C-section, they found nine babies. And this is the first time in recorded history an expectant mother has given birth to nine children at once who lived. The five girls and four boys couldn't be delivered in Mali because Mali's hospitals are ill-equipped to provide adequate care. The babies weighed between 1.2 and 2.2 pounds each. And the clinic director said as far as he was aware, Halima had not used fertility treatments. Twin births in West Africa are about four times higher than the rest of the world. In one town in Nigeria, virtually every household has at least one set of twins. There, they eat a lot of cassava, and research suggests that a high level of a chemical found in cassava is linked to the release of more than one egg, which increases the chances of a twin pregnancy. Now, other remarkable stories from mothers who were expecting include a British couple of mixed race who had twin girls, one who is blonde and fair-skinned and the other one has dark coloring. The proud parents welcomed their black and white twins into the world with open arms. The mom is from Ghana and the dad is from Germany. One newspaper recently reported a pair of twin baby boys were born to Mia Washington in Texas, but were later found to have different dads. Washington had decided to take a paternity test when she felt that her twin boys had very different facial features. And Washington admitted that she had cheated on her partner and had been impregnated with the sperm of two men in the same ovulation cycle, resulting in a one in a million double conception. I don't know what she was expecting, but that was probably a surprise. Even more incredibly, 
Valentina Valisieva of Russia had a total of 69 children. She had 16 sets of twins, seven sets of triplets, and four sets of quadruplets. This means she was expecting 27 times during her life. You know, it's interesting in the English language that we use expecting as the term to describe when a woman is pregnant. Why is that? We even use the term when a mother doesn't even know she's pregnant. We still say she was expecting. Well, what is she expecting? Yes, the birth of a new baby, or in Valentina's case, three or four new babies. But the term denotes those mothers are looking forward to something or something is probable. And if you look at what happens when you become pregnant, the term expecting is an apt or fitting term. Because getting pregnant does change your life. And based on my experience with a wife and three daughters who have had children, it is obvious that more than their bodies change when they're expecting. They speak differently, read all sorts of pregnancy books, and even shop differently. And this is something that Target has figured out. Unbeknownst to you and me, when we go shopping, we share intimate details about our consumption patterns with retailers. And many of those retailers are studying those details to figure out what you like, what you need, and how to market to you. And Target has figured out a way to determine whether you're expecting long before you need to start buying diapers or even begin to show physically that you're pregnant. Target assigns every customer an ID number and stores a history of everything that you buy and any demographic information about you from social media. And here's what they learn about expecting mothers. Lots of people buy lotion, but Target noticed that women on the baby registry were buying large quantities of unscented lotion around the beginning of their second trimester. They also discovered in the first 20 weeks, pregnant women load up on supplements like calcium and magnesium and zinc. They also found that expecting mothers buy lots of scent-free soap and extra big bags of cotton balls in addition to hand sanitizers and washcloths. One news report said, take a fictional Target shopper named Jenny Ward, who's 23. She lives in Atlanta and in March bought a cocoa butter lotion, a purse large enough to double as a diaper bag, zinc and magnesium supplements, and a bright blue rug. There's, say, an 87% chance that she's pregnant and that her delivery date is sometime in late August. As a result, you may wonder how when you are expecting, even before you start telling people about your pregnancy, your social media ads change to things like diapers and maternity clothes. And you wonder, how did they know? Well, your shopping behavior could be one-way target and other advertisers know. And when you're expecting, you not only change what you do, but you change how people interact with you as well. Perhaps the biggest change that comes from expecting is that expecting mothers take on a different identity altogether. Yes, their hormones change, but so does their mindset, interests, and focus. Now, this is a perfect example of the power of expecting. Whether we're expecting a baby or a change or a new job or anything else, there is enabling power when we expect. And there is a huge amount of research done to prove the power of expectations. When we have expectations, we have more than hope for something. Like expecting mothers, we take on identity and other changes as well. And the reason this is important is this. 
If we could learn how to harness the power of expectations and use them to help us in whatever we're trying to do or become, we add power, magic, strength to our efforts. And the power of expecting works for individuals, it works for teams, and it works for families. Years ago, several researchers had participants undergo a unique experiment. The participants were told their job was to train rats to quickly make it through a maze. Half of the participants were told that they had smart rats that were bred carefully to be highly adept at completing mazes. The other half were told that they had not-so-smart rats that had no training in completing mazes. The participants all had five days to train the rats to complete the maze. And after those five days, the rats trained by participants who were told they had smart rats were able to compete their task twice as fast as the other rats. Remember, there was absolutely no differences between the two groups of rats. The rats were randomly selected with no maze experience at all. Well, we are very much like the rats. When someone expects a given result, that expectation unconsciously affects the result. When a participant expects to have a certain kind of outcome, they will, without realizing it, change their actions and behaviors to actually get that exact outcome. This concept of expectation gives us a lot of power. Now, if we go back to the most recent Super Bowl, we can see the power of expecting in action. The Super Bowl was a dream come true to Kansas City Chiefs linebacker Nick Bolton because in the second quarter, the second-year player scooped up a fumble by the Eagles quarterback, then ran 36 yards for a defensive touchdown to tie the game at 14-14. And the remarkable thing which has been shared often since, is the Bolton had a dream a few days prior to the game. And in that dream, he saw himself picking up a fumble by the quarterback and running the fumble in for a touchdown. It was so much a repeat of his dream that he said, after the play, I came to the sidelines and I couldn't enjoy the moment because I felt like I was living through the dream again. It was a great play for our team and we needed it but it was something I had dreamed before. Now, could it be that his expectation guided his effort? Well, perhaps a better example of the power of expectations in football comes from the 2014 Super Bowl between the New England Patriots and Seattle Seahawks. On one of the last plays of the game, Malcolm Butler, a rookie defensive back, stepped in front of a Seattle Seahawks pass on the goal line, intercepted the ball, and essentially won the game. It was an impossible play, anticipated perfectly. But the real story is that the rookie had seen and failed at the exact same play in practice. A few days earlier in practice, the Patriot team ran the plays they thought Seattle might use. And on the very play, the first time through, Butler had missed his coverage. And the practice was filmed, and he was coached in the subsequent film session how to make the right play. So he knew what to expect. In fact, he said when the Seahawks came to the line, he knew immediately what to do. He had seen the play before. And it was his expectation of the play that led to his success in the play. Likewise, you and I can do the same thing in whatever we're trying to win at in life. When we expect 
we gain a number of things, including the power to act and act more decisively. As one author put it, we live in a world that operates much like an echo chamber. What goes out comes back to us over and over again. And if you think about how the world looks and feels to you when you're in a good mood, for example, or when you're in a sour mood, you'll have a sense of how expectation in your life works. Now, let's stay with that example for a minute. When you're in a good mood, you put out that you're in a good mood. And generally, what you get in return is people or things reacting to your positivity. And what does that in turn do to you? Well, it confirms that things are good and that you are indeed in a good mood or good state. It means you experience the world as expected. Now, you could argue that your expectation of being in a good mood is almost like being hypnotized, that you are in fact in a good mood. You've seen someone, or you yourself may have been hypnotized. The hypnotist will say something like, when you hear the word light bulb, you will feel like the sun is shining so bright that you can't look up and the person being hypnotized will react accordingly. This is the same type of thing that happens when you really expect something. Here's a simple example. A class of high school basketball players with similar skills were divided into three groups to conduct an experiment. Group one was told not to practice shooting free throws for one month. Group two was told to practice shooting free throws an hour a day for a month. And group three was told to practice shooting free throws an hour a day for a month, but only in their imaginations. They never touched a basketball. They just imagined doing so. At the end of the month, all three groups were tested. The group that didn't practice decreased in its free throw success. The group that practiced an hour a day stayed about the same. But the third group, which practiced only in their minds, increased their success rate by two percentage points. Now, how could actual practice, such as that done by the second group, fail to improve performances as much as the third group's practicing in their imagination? Well, the explanation is that in your mind, you never miss a shot. And this is the power of expectation. So, what does all of this mean for you and me? Well, let's say you just started an effort with your team to reach some significant goals. Wouldn't it make sense to get really clear about your expectations, to imagine your results, to talk and think and strategize about them? You see, time spent to set the right and reasonable expectations may have more power to influence outcome than training or many other factors. So if you're trying, for example, to change a longstanding habit, it would be essential to spend 10 minutes a day imagining the trigger points in your day and picturing how you will act differently at the moment those triggers present themselves. This is why many therapists have you write down a description of how you will react at the time of trigger, because they want you to set expectations. Now, here's why. Let me explain something simple that happens in our brain when we set the path of expectations in our life. You see, when you imagine yourself doing something, you create a neural pathway. A neural pathway is the connection formed in your brain from one neuron to another. And this allows a signal to be sent from one part of your nervous system to another more quickly. And think about it like this. Imagine you walk across a wheat field. 
The first time you step on the stalks of wheat and bend them down, you make a small form of a path. And if you never travel that way again, the path will eventually disappear. But if you travel that path again and again, soon the path will become more defined. And if traveled extensively, it will grow into a trail, then dirt road, then paved road, and maybe a highway. As a result, likewise, in your mind, you act according to expectation because your mind already has formed the pathway of reaction. Here's a simple example. When I was in high school, I tried to play football. I didn't have older brothers or a father who played, so much of what I learned came from practice or my coaches. And as a result, I was not the best player on the field. So in my tryouts in high school on the first day of practice, I learned a play in which I caught a pass as I was running towards the sidelines. And given it was the first play I learned, I went home and imagined catching the pass over and over again in my imagination. But when I pictured it, I pictured catching the ball, planting my foot, spinning around and running the opposite direction to avoid being tackled. And I imagined doing this over and over again. It was a move I had seen in a college football game. Well, the next day in scrimmage, I caught the ball on the exact same pass. And instinctively, I planted my foot, spun around. The defensive player missed tackling me, and I ran down the field for a touchdown. I acted without thinking. It was something I would have never done without the expectation planted in my mind. Now, the same goes for you in overcoming a habit or doing what you said you would do or speaking to a prospect or reacting to a family member more positively and a host of other things you may do in life. So how do you form expectations that can give this type of enabling power to you in your life? Well, first, not casually. It takes real effort and thought to create expectations that can really change you. Dan Tomasulu calls it imagining your best possible self. He says to do so, write it down. As you write down everything about your best possible future life, it may be tempting to think about the difficulties or setbacks or obstacles. But this exercise is exclusively about the future, not about the past. So imagine the circumstances in your life changing enough to create a very bright future. Write down these future possibilities as if they've already taken place. Instead of my house will be paid off, try my house is paid off. And we just had a mortgage burning party with all my friends and family. Next, to set expectations, create a selfie by depicting a scene. Tear out images and headlines from magazines, grab your kids' crayons, find models from catalogs, and download stuff from online. This selfie is for you, so make your image something you can resonate with. This is more than a dream board. This is a vision of you in the future. Then take the image, put it on the wallpaper of your phone, place it in a place where you'll see it often, and by doing so, you are activating expectation in your mind. Studies show that depicting explicit images of achievement, which I call priming, helps you more than you realize at reaching your goals. One research study showed that exposure to achievement-related photographs predicted academic success, and images of overcoming challenges predicted even greater success. So however you do this, 
Remember, you're imagining and defining and setting the expectation of your best possible self. And this works, by the way. Once you do this, like expecting mothers, you begin to put on a different identity, and that identity begins to guide your efforts. George Danzig was an American mathematical scientist who brought about significant discoveries in the area of computer science and statistics. And he's best known for the development of the simplex algorithm. In computing science, this algorithm can determine whether a solution exists for a complex linear problem or not. And Danzig was the professor of emeritus transportation sciences and computer science at Stanford University. But what made him most famous, however, is that in 1939, while he was a graduate student at UC Berkeley, he was late for class. And prior to class, his professor wrote two examples of famously unsolved statistics problems on the blackboard. And when Danzig arrived, he assumed that the two problems on the board were the homework assignment for the day. So he wrote them down and went home to work on them. According to Danzig, as he worked on the problems, they seemed a little harder than usual. But despite the difficulty, he solved the problems and handed his paper into the professor, even though they were likely overdue at the time. The professor, amazed at Danzig's brilliance, prepared his responses for publication. Well, how did Danzig solve the problems that up to that point were impossible to solve? Was it because, like the rest of the class, he wasn't told that the problems were impossible? Of course, he had the talent to solve the problem, but I believe it was because he had the expectation that the problems were solvable. I see this in students all the time. At the start of my business strategy class each semester, on the first day, the room fills up with students from different majors and backgrounds. And you can almost see expectations in each student as they come into the room and select their seat. You see, I teach a room in which the students are seated in a U-shape around the professor. And it's interesting, the students who expect to do well most often sit in the center in front of me, while others sit on the side outside my typical view. And I've noticed consistently over the years that the students who sit on the side perform less in the class. Could it be that their expectation guides where they sit and how they interact and eventually how well they do in class? Yes, I believe it does. So let me pause for just a minute to say this very important thing. In fact, if you take away nothing else from the podcast today, don't miss taking away this very important point. I doubt you and I have the potential to really imagine what amazing things God has in store for us or who we will become. So often we underestimate our true potential. But you were not put here on this earth to just get by or to tread in the waters of unfulfilled thoughts and lack of expectations. You should and can expect to do amazing things. You have the DNA of an all-knowing divine influence in your life that's waiting for you to rise to be who you are meant to become. I believe this with all my being, that you are endowed with gifts tailored to you and your life that will enable you and empower you to rise to overcome and become the very best possible self in your very best possible future. You may have failed, doesn't matter. You may have wasted time in the past, doesn't matter. 
You may have habits that you've been unable to overcome. Doesn't matter. Because today, this day, you can begin to expect something different of yourself and your future. Today, this day, you can begin to imagine a new way of acting and reacting to what comes your way. And you can see a new path, a new play, a new way of becoming who you can truly become. The future you is found in your belief window full of bright expectations. Years ago, I was speaking about belief windows and the power of expectations. And I taught the concept of the power of expectations as your X factor. Webster defines your X factor as a quality in a person that has a strong but often undescribable influence on the success of their efforts or results. In other words, it's the undefinable something that makes you successful. Now, you may think, I don't have an X factor, but that isn't true. We all have one. One of the most famous studies in social science took place at a plant, manufacturing plant, outside of Chicago. The researchers were experimenting with different ways to increase productivity of workers, and they selected a small group of workers to be part of the experiment. Well, the researchers brought the group together and explained that they were going to look for ways to increase output in the factory and would be changing factors to see the impact. Well, over the next few weeks, they started their experiments by raising the light levels in the plant. When they did, productivity increased. When they lowered the light levels, surprisingly, productivity increased again. They raised the temperature, output increased. They lowered the temperature, it increased again. Over and over again, with every condition change, output increased. Unable to decipher these results, the researchers interviewed the workers. And after some discussion and questioning, the workers finally admitted that they felt special when they were selected to participate in the research, that they had something to work for, to fight for. And as a result, it didn't matter what conditions changed, they improved. This came to be known in scientific literature as the X factor. Now, some of you have been looking for an X factor in your own business or life, and your X factor is what you're expecting. Expect improved performance, no matter what the circumstances, and you will likely find your X factor. So, so many people never get anywhere in their lives because they don't know where they are trying to go. And if you don't have a destination or expectation, you will have no reason to make plans for your journey. Several years ago, there was a study done at Harvard University, and the graduating class was polled, and it was found that only 3% of the class had clear goals set for their future. 20 years later, the researchers followed up on the same graduating class. The 3% who had clearly defined goals accomplished more and made more money than the other 97% combined. It was Henry David Thoreau who said, Go confidently in the direction of your dreams and live the life that you've imagined. And to do that, you need to have a life that you've imagined. It was Goethe who said, Whatever you can do or dream you can do, begin it. Boldness has genius, power, and magic in it. And it was Nelson Mandela who said, There's no passion in being found playing small and settling for a life that is less than the one you're capable of living. 
And while all of this talk today about expectation and your best possible self is powerful for you and me, it's even more powerful for your children. And if there were anything we could pass on to our children, it would be to teach them how to be expecting, expecting of the very best they have in themselves to imagine the best possible future in everything they do. You know, my mom would do this for me when I was a child. It didn't come often, and it wasn't done in a big way, but she would tell me about my future. She would tell me what I could do, who I could be, and what difference I could make in life. And as I reflect on the moments in which she shared her vision for me, I can see how it taught me to expect more for myself. You have the power to give the gift of expecting the very best to your children and to your team and to yourself. So as we end today, remember how your identity and your life and your priorities change when you are expecting. And like a mother who's expecting, you can take on a new you when you see your future in a different way. So put on your best possible future by writing, creating, and putting on your imagination the vision of who you can become. Find your X factor by finding your expectation and watch. You will rise to be who you're meant to be and your team and your family will follow your example in expecting the very best the world has to offer. Most of all, thanks for being here today. And be sure to join us next week for another Open Your Eyes podcast as we seek to open our eyes to who and what we can become.